Welcome to Global Truth Center. There are singers that sing and sound beautiful, but then there are singers like Mindy who sing and something inside of you gets touched. And I was just really touched, you know, because I know that inside each one of us is something that is asking us to rise up. And when someone like Mindy gets in touch with that while she's singing, it's difficult not to feel what's coming through you. And I know the talk I'm about to give, and yet there's something in me that's just, you know, there's a part of me that's saying, just throw it away, just say something else. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But I will tell you that I have a feeling today that so many of our talks, so many of our lectures, so much of what is written in the books that we studied right now and read are just words that were expressed at a time and there's something happening now that is rising up beyond words. We don't have the words yet. We don't have the ideas yet. What we have is the feeling. Something is coming. Yes, I could step into that song, but I won't. So, (laughs) Raymond Hollowell Uh, wrote a book called The 11 Truth Principles for Successful Living, which I am getting to finish for Dr. Joe on Monday mornings. We have two, two Mondays left. And he wrote this. He said, Our greatest fear is that we will not be big enough to meet the demands of the day. Our greatest fear is that we will not be big enough to meet what's coming along. And frankly, our greatest fear is that we, we are not, not we won't be, we are not big enough. We don't know who we are. And so things come along and derail us, push us aside, or overcome us in such a degree that we forget who we are. So Raymond Hallowell is absolutely correct. So the question for me today, and a question I ask you today is, What seems to be bigger than you in your life? Just take a second. What seems bigger than you? We teach the four corners of a table. Is it relationships? Are there relationships in your life that seem bigger than you, that seem overwhelming, that seem you can't get past them? Health. Are there physical challenges that you have? that you somehow have been told a diagnosis that it's bigger than anything you can handle. I was watching um, uh, Downton Abbey. Kevin has gotten back into Downton Abbey, so that's on every night. And it was a scene where William, you know what, if it's a spoiler, you should have watched it last time, Um, where William, one of the footmen, is dying. And there's not a person anywhere near him that has any concept that he could overcome this. It's just a given, you're dying. And then he died. So where where in your life are there things that you somehow have bought into things that are bigger than you are? Just think about that for a second. 
The title of my talk today is Moving Mountains. Now see that little ladybug who's trying to push a big rock up a hill? Did you ever feel like that in your life? Did you ever feel in your life sometimes that you are just working so hard? You are working so hard to push this rock up a hill. I gotta tell you, the, the, the thing that I've come to understand is let it drop. Step away from the rock, Carol Ann. Step away from the rock. Just allow it to go. What's gonna happen? You see, we put so much credibility in this rock, this mountain. And that's what she's talking about in this song, moving mountains. So the question I have for you here in this moment is, what are your mountains? Where are your mountains? What are the things? Now, the first question was, what makes you feel that you're not big enough? This is, what is it? What's that thing? What is that, that mountain, that, that obstacle? What is the thing in your life? And they're simple things. They're very subtle things. We don't even notice them sometimes. Age. Age is one of them. It's a subtle thing. You, do, you are going to keep adding years onto your life while you're here. So does it mean each time you add a year, you diminish? Some people think that. Some people think that every, every year that adds on diminishes the body, diminishes the mind, diminishes your, your opportunities. And guess what? They're right. If that's what they believe, isn't that what we're being taught? So maybe the biggest mountain we have is the fact that we're gullible. We are gullible. We have been taught our whole lives, you're going to get older, you're going to slow down, you're going to get really tired, and you're going to die. What a lovely prognosis for my life. No, I am not going to get old. Well, I am going to get older, but I'm not going to get slower. Has anybody noticed me getting slower? I seem to be getting faster. I seem to be taking on more to do than less to do. People are like, oh, you're going to buy a retirement house in Palm Desert. No, I'm actually buying a house out in Palm Springs so I can work more so I can have more to do, so that I can spread my, my wealth everywhere. That's where I am. That's not what I've been told, you know? So where are you gullible? And I bet you hate, Tiffany, even hearing that you're gullible. Do you see yourself as gullible, Tiffany? Not at all. I don't see you as gullible either. But you are, Blanche. You are. Ah, Dr. Walker. No, it wasn't. Nope, no Broadway. Okay, whatever, whoever won that time, whatever. Okay, so here's the thing though. Here's the thing though when I say, where are your mountains? Guess what the thing is? The problem's not the mountain, Mohammed. The problem is not the mountain. The problem is the beholder of the mountain. That's the whole thing. Where do we usually put our attention? We put our attention on the mountains. Yes, we're moving mountains. So to move a mountain, what are we putting our attention on? The mountain! No. Our job is to, when we're going to talk about mountains in our lives, obstacles in our lives, and trust me, we all have a lot of obstacles in our lives, whether we admit it or not. There are th Every day, when you get up and get out of bed, you have to do something to come alive. I don't know what you do. I usually lay on the floor and stretch. But there are things that we do, we can call them obstacles, but perhaps they're not. And again, it's not the mountains, that's the problem. It's the person looking at the mountains. That's number one. So, 
that makes me, takes me to the question, if it's the person who's looking at the mountain, who is looking at the mountain? Now we're in the bigger problem. Who do you know yourself to be? Love only, forgive everything, remember who you are. At the end of the day, every talk is going to be about remembering who you are because that's the issue. So can I move mountains? Yes, I can move mountains and move mountains and move mountains, but do I know who's moving those mountains? Who is moving the mountains? Is it me, James Mellon? Am I moving my mountains? Am I that good? I move my mountains? Well, no, it's not. And that takes some getting used to too because I think we want credit for moving the mountains. There's this um, great quote in the New Testament by the master teacher Jesus. You've all heard of him, I believe. But I call him the great master teacher because he is not my redeemer, although he's redeemed me in many ways, but not to redeem me for my sins. Just to be clear. So here's what he says. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Now, was Jesus saying, go over to the Santa Monica Mountains and move them? I don't think so. Was he saying, as you drive off the 111, and like, just stop, get out of your car and go, move hence, and wait for them to move? Because once you can do that, you can do anything? Yeah, that's one way to look at that quote. And I have heard it said that way. I've heard it used to negate the power we have inside. I have heard from my own priests back in my day saying, this is what this quote means. This quote means, when you are able to move the mountains, then you will acquire the power. And it's never going to happen. Because can you actually see yourself, Dean, walking up to the mountains? Laurel Canyon? <laughs> Just saying, hence, move ye hence and actually believe it? First of all, if you're yelling, move ye hence in Laurel Canyon and pointing at the mountains, someone's coming to get you. <laughs> I promise you. Because it looks crazy. It looks like we have lost it. But the quote actually is not crazy. If you have the faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you, because Jesus was a storyteller. Jesus told um, parables, and the mountain wasn't the mountain of Santa Monica or Laurel Canyon. It was the mountains of your life. Jesus wanted you to understand that your job is to know how powerful you are and say to the mountains of your life, move thee hence and they go away because it's more about your relationship to the mountains than the mountains themselves. What is your relationship to the things in your life that are blocking you? And that relationship takes two sides. There is the mountain. Let's not pretend it's not there. Have you ever tried to pretend it's not there? Because if you're on Laurel Canyon, you're like, there is no mountain there. I am not climbing a mountain. I'm gonna walk right through it to West Hollywood as if that would be my job. And you just, right? That would be great for you, Eric. No mountain to climb over. No, you're going to have to go over the mountain because it's actually there. But who's going over the mountain? That's my question. Who is it that actually says, move ye hence? And where's that power coming from? So he's actually saying to us, how big are you? How big are you? Do you know how big you are? Do you know you have the power to actually say that? 
to not just the mountains, but to everything in your life, most importantly to yourself in the mirror when you wake up and look and say, I know you, I see you, I know what you're capable of. So our theme is rise up, but the question has to be, what's rising up? Just as Dale said, what is rising up inside of you? And I want you to really take a, take a minute here and just ask yourself, what is rising up inside of you today? What did you bring to this service today? Whether you're sitting in the room or whether you're sitting in your room, what is rising up inside of you? Sometimes it's hard to know because we have so much crap blocking it and we just, we can't feel it. It's rising, it does rise, but it just brings up so much of the stuff that we've blocked it with that what we see is the blockage. And then we start dealing with the blockage and now we're not even dealing with what's rising up. We're stuck in all the muck and mire of a life that we've created, created, and start believing is real. I think the first trick, our first job, is to stop thinking of those things as real. There was a New York Times article this week. It said that it's, and the, the title of the article was, A Tiny Particle's Wobble Could Upend the Known Laws of Physics. How many of you read that? I know you did. Yeah, okay. So, a tiny particle's wobble could upend the known laws of physics. And then it goes on to say, this is this, towards the end of the article. It says, there are forms of matter and energy vital to the nature and evolution of the cosmos that are not yet known to science. So this tiny little particle, smaller than a quark, wobbled in a certain way that threw science on its ear. The scientists saw this wobble with these amazing microscopes and didn't understand it. They'd never seen it before. It, they put it through all these tests and it did not pass any test. It was like the worst student ever. It didn't pass any tests. It did something completely different. And now they're starting to understand. We tend to take facts and make them real. And we say, this is science. But what is science? Science is nothing more than what we don't know, not what we do know. Science is what we don't know because we are constantly trying to prove science wrong in order to find out what's next. So I'd like you, and the reason why I brought this up, because obviously I'm not going to go into this, <laughs> the wobbling particle, but the most important words for me in that whole article was the nature and evolution of the cosmos that are not yet known to science. Three important words, not yet known and as I started this talk, that's what I bring here today as myself. <laughs> it's, it's Tiffany's favorite line from our Thursday night class. She thinks the subtext, subtitle to our class should be, uh, <laughs> because it's true. We break things down to the point where literally, I don't know what we have just said. Everybody said something and it's like, but as the moderator, you listen to everybody saying something about like these particle wobbling particles and you hear at the end and my last sentence always ends up being, I have no idea. But you know what? Today, I want to celebrate that. I want to celebrate that the New York Times basically said science has learned that there is a world that we haven't known, learned about yet. That's what's bubbling up inside of you. That's what gets to rise up this month and every day after. 
Can you, are you willing to stop focusing on the freaking mountains and start focusing on the person who's seeing them? Are you willing to get out of the mundanities of your life, the constant rigmarole and the, 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 the things that you do habitually without even thinking? Are you willing to separate yourself from that stuff and honor that there is something inside of you that you don't even know about yet? That's where we are in this teaching, in this science, in this spiritual world of philosophy. Not yet known. That's who you are. Now, I know you know yourself, but most of us know ourselves as our troubles and our trials and our tribulations and the things we, and our successes and our loves and our lovers, all that stuff. And it literally just puts, push more and more and more and more on top of that thing that's rising up that's not yet known. So I guess the big question is, are you willing to live in the unknown? Are you willing to live in the unknown? Louise Hay says this, you have the power to change your life and you need to know that. Now just read that one sentence. You have the power to change your life and you need to know that. We've been listening to this forever. Change your thinking, change your life. We now know that's not true. You don't change your thinking and change your life. Because if you're thinking what you're thinking, you're thinking it because you believe something. So you've got to change your beliefs and change your life. But now we know that's even not exactly true. It's not about change your beliefs. Because who's believing what you believe? Change your prospectus on who you are. Now you're starting. Now you're starting. Now you're scratching the tip of the iceberg. Who's the believer? And even then, what's behind the believer? And even then, I'm not going to go any further. It just keeps going and going and going. So you've got to be free, willing to be the vessel that allows it all to be able to say, uh, but, uh-huh. <laughs> That's our new class. <laughs> Please join me on Tuesday nights for, uh, uh. <laughs> Well, John, Reverend Jonathan keeps saying we should stop using words. That'll work. So, Louise Hay says, you have the power to change your life, you need to know that. We think so often that we are helpless, but we're not. We always have the power of our minds. And then she says, claim and consciously use your power. So today, I want you to claim what you don't know. Think about that. Claim what you don't know. Claim that you are a vessel of pure information that is ready to rise up inside of you and move mountains. Because that, I believe, is what Jesus was really talking about. If you can get in touch with, and talk about God bumps, if you can get in touch with that in you that doesn't need to know, but knows, and as Ernest Holmes says, that feels it. Be willing to claim that there's something in you that you might not know, but that you feel. You can feel it. Don't ever ignore your feelings. If you feel something, do not ignore it. It's there for a reason. There's a reason you feel what you feel. Now, some of you may say, well, it could be my dysfunction. That's why I feel the way I feel. No, I'm talk not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about something deep inside of you that comes up and surprises you. Do not turn away from that because that's the unknown that is asking itself to be known. And sometimes those things come up and say, get out of Dodge, leave, quit your job, get out of that marriage. Stop doing this. This doesn't work for you. And we tend to turn away from those things because it's going to take a lot to do any of it. But I'm telling you today, 
there is something, there is a wobble inside of you that nobody knows why it's there, what it's doing, or where it's coming from. But it's there. And our job is to listen to it. Ernest Holmes says this, the creative power responds to feeling more quickly than to any other mental attitude. Feeling. You. You are rising up. That's what I believe. I am rising up. So I have three W's for you. Work it out. Walk it out, as it says in the song. And then wobble it out. A tiny wobble could upend the laws of physics. There is a tiny wobble in you that can upend your entire existence in a good way. There is something in you that we can't quite put our hands on, that we can't quite wrap our minds around, but it's there. A few years ago, they called it the God particle. Unfortunately, they've moved past the God particle to what's behind it, and then what's behind that. Frankly, every particle is the God particle. Every aspect of God shows up in every aspect of man, animal, plant, mineral. It's all one thing. And we're getting to that point where we're starting to feel something. We're like a volcano, just about ready to erupt. So I invite you for the rest of this month and then forever <laughs> to let it. Let that wobble. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. <laughs> Had to say it because it came into my head. Let that wobble make itself known. You don't have to know what it is. It's okay. Uh-uh. We don't know. That's okay. What's not okay is for you to ignore that thing in you that is wobbling its way right to the top of your mind and all it needs to do is say, I am here. And as soon as you recognize the I in I am here is you, you will have connected the dots and life will no longer be what it is now. It will be an answer to all of those questions. Let's just really claim the idea of knowing nothing and seeing what we can know. Namaste. Hi, this is Dr. James Mellon, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message and ask you for your support. Your tax-deductible donation to Global Truth Center ensures that we can continue to provide you with this form of inspiration each week. To make a contribution now, please visit our website at globaltruthcenter.org. Again, thanks for listening. Namaste.